ഹിമിനീമ <coughs> Sorry, I noticed I had left my notes on the uh, on the table. <coughs> I will start with chapter 29 verses 1 to 3 which is surah alan kabut bismillahir rahmanir rahim alif lam ഹസിബന്നാസുയുത്രകൂയൂ അയ്യൂ ആ മന്നാവഹുംലാ യുഫ്തനൂൻ വലകദ് ഫലയ ഫലയ 
and he will know the liars i also want to recite to you verses 153 to 157 of al bakara ya ayyuhal آمنوا بالطبر والطلاة إن الله مع الصابرين ولا تقولوا لمن يقتل في سبيل الله أبباط بل أخياء ولكن لا تشعرون ولبلون <coughs> ولاحم and speak not of those who are slain in Allah's way as dead. Nay, they live, but you perceive not. And we shall certainly try you with something of fear and hunger and loss of property and lives and fruits. But give, but give good news to the patient who when a misfortune befalls them, say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilaihi rajiun. Surely we come from Allah, surely we are Allah's, and to Him we shall return. 
These are they on whom are blessings and mercy from their Lord. And those are the followers of the right course. These and other verses came to mind when I heard about the murder of the journalist Shireen Abu Yakhla, murdered by Israeli soldiers. Shireen was killed in Palestine. He was murdered in Palestine. Now, the interesting thing is that Shireen lived in New Jersey in the United States and she was an American citizen. There was no outcry in the US Congress or the Senate. No emergency meetings were called, no resolutions were put forward, nothing. There was no outcry in the British Parliament. Indeed. Nowhere in the West did any institution, did any government, did any parliament even raise her murder by the Israeli army. Why? Because she was a Palestinian. And we all know that uh, uh, the life of a Palestinian is worth less than a used tissue for the people in the West. They're in the same position, if not worse, than the slaves on American plantations. And what was her fault? What had Shireen done for which she needed to be murdered? Brutally murdered. She was exposing the brutality of the Israeli state, the Israeli army and the police. Their brutality and their persecution of the Palestinian people and the arrogance with which they did it. But then, you know, yesterday my wife and I, we were walking down the road and uh, someone had littered the road. And we just picked up that litter and we put it in the rubbish bin. That might as well have been Shireen or any Palestinian, really. <coughs> Not only was she murdered, but the mourners who went to her funeral, they were also attacked by the Israeli police. Nothing was said in the media. It may have been a 10 second clip on the BBC and other news outlets. But compare that with Jamal Khashoggi, who was murdered, brutally murdered in Turkey for weeks, for weeks, all news outlets 
radio and television and newspapers and so on carried the news of his murder prominently on front pages as the main news items. And there was an outcry in the West to the extent that even recently the American, um, I forgot his, uh, his uh, exact designation, but he deals with security matters, raised Khashoggi's case with Prince Salman. And Prince Salman threw him out of the meeting and so on. But you might think this is a, an odd case. Things can go wrong. They can happen when there are rallies and so on and so forth. But as I pointed out, in an earlier khutbah, Israel is actually an apartheid state. Just like in South Africa, the black people living there was worth less than a piece of dirt or an animal to the government and the police and the army there. It is the same. It is the same in Israel, just like in South Africa. This discrimination, this hatred was instituted in law and by law. It is the same in Israel. Did you know that in Israel there are certain roads and streets where only Jews can go? The Palestinian is not allowed to walk down those roads. There's police and military at the end of those roads that will turn you away. We talk about international law and international law says this and international law says that. Israeli settlements have been declared illegal in international law by international courts. Does the British Prime Minister take this issue up with the Israeli ambassador or the Israeli Prime Minister? Of course he doesn't. Does the American President or Secretary of State do that? Of course they don't. Now, at the same time that these illegal settlements are being built to house Jewish communities, Palestinian homes are being bulldozed. And it's very funny, it's, you know, what they call Catch-22. A Palestinian applies for a building permit to build a house. Who does he apply to? To the Israelis. Do they answer it? Usually they don't even answer it. They just throw his application in the bin. Years go by and there's no reply. If he's lucky, He'll be told, no, you can't build a house there. So he builds a house. And that is immediately declared illegal construction and the bulldozers go in. 
and bulldoze the house. And when Israelis appear on television, they make an innocent face and they say, but it was illegal construction. How can you expect us to allow lawlessness in Israel? Hang on. What about the illegal settlements that you have built, that the International Court has said, said they're illegal settlements? When are the bulldozers going to go and knock them down? No one asks that question. But of course, another interesting thing is this, that uh, in some cases, Palestinians are thrown out of the house under the watchful eye of the Israeli police by civilian Israelis. Why are they thrown out? Because it's an Ill illegal construction. And what happens immediately afterwards? Yes. Yes. An Israeli family moves in. So when the Palestinians were living there, it was, what was it? An illegal construction. They got thrown out as, as soon as the Israeli family moved in. Suddenly, miraculously, but who says miracles don't happen? Who says miracles don't happen? Miraculously, that's that illegal construction, which couldn't be occupied by a Palestinian, becomes legal because it is now occupied by an Israeli. And all of this happens under the watchful eye of the so-called Israeli justice system, or should I call it Israeli injustice system, and the police. Israel has built a huge wall. It's 25 uh, uh, feet high. It's built of thick concrete. It's built on Palestinian territory. Isn't it odd? And, you know, in, do, in doing this, a Palestinian had a house and piece of land. And the Israeli government simply built this uh, wall. And what happens is that the, Israel, uh, the, 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 the Palestinian's house is on one side of the wall and his land that he cultivated to earn a living is on the other side of the uh, wall. So how is he going to cultivate that land? Isn't it strange that uh, a Pole or a Russian or an American who's never been to Israel, whose father has never been to Israel, the last 10 generations of family haven't been to Israel, but he can simply pick up his passport, get a letter from his rabbi, in Boston or Moscow or uh, Warsaw and land at uh, Tel Aviv airport and he'll be allowed in and he, he can live there. And yet Palestinians who were forcibly removed from that land 50 years ago, 
they're not allowed back. And those Palestinians, their generations, their fathers and great their grandfathers and great grandfathers and great great grandfathers lived in that land. They can't go back. But a Polish person whose family may never have, and I'm talking about family in the sense of 10 generations, 20 generations ago, been to Israel, he's entitled. And when Muslims cry, what happens? They're immediately targeted as being Jew haters, yes. And suddenly pictures of Auschwitz and other places are brought out. But look what happened to us. <clears throat> but the saddest part of the whole saga is that many Muslim governments are falling over themselves to recognize Israel without even mentioning the torture and persecution of Palestinians. Did any of these Muslim governments who recognized Israel recently, did, did they protest? Did they recall their ambassadors? No. When we treat our people with such disrespect. How can we expect, how can we ex expect any other community, any other country to treat us with respect? This is why Muslims are humiliated the world over. But let me end by asking you one question. People always blame Ahmadis and Masih Maud, the Prophet Messiah, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib And they say, well, he abolished jihad. Why aren't you doing any jihad against Israel? Come on, brothers. Palestinians are being persecuted. They're being tortured. They're being killed. They're being dispossessed. The possessions are being misappropriated by the Israeli authorities. And what are you doing? You are recognizing the government that is actually doing it. None of you are rushing for jihad. None of you are declaring that you are ready to lay down your lives for the sake of Palestinians. Is your jihad only limited to making announcements that the promised Messiah abolished it? He didn't. So that's another story. We'll go into that another time. God is punishing us for our hypocrisy. As I started by saying, that God, do men think that they'll be left alone on saying we believe and they will not be tried? You are being tried. 
And God says, we shall certainly try you with something of fear and hunger and loss of property and lives and fruits. Isn't this what's happening? And what is your reaction? Yes, one thing is that God says, be patient, pray, struggle. But God also says, be united, be together. Rather than fighting each other, fight your persecutors, your torturers. Look at all the Muslim countries. Is any Muslim country standing up for the rights of the Palestinians? Every single Muslim country has politicians fighting each other to become the prime minister and the president and the ministers and this and that and line their own pockets. To you, I say shame on all of you. And to the people in the street, I say this, if you can't do anything, if you can't do anything else, please, at least, cry for Palestine and remember those people in your prayers. Allah, it may be that Allah hears one of your prayers and eases the burden of those poor people who are standing up for the glory of Islam and being beaten and tortured and persecuted. Will you at least join me in doing that, if nothing else? Barakallahu lana wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Azim wa nafana wa iyaakum bil ayat wa zikr al-Hakim innahu ta'ala jawadun kareemun malikun barrawful rahim. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Nahmdohu Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammadin kama sallaita ala Ibrahima wa ala ali Ibrahima innaka habidun majid. Allahumma barik ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammadin kama barakta ala Ibrahima wa ala ali Ibrahima innaka habidun majid. Allahumma ansurban nasaradina Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam waj'alna minhum waqsul man khazala deena Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa la 
Thank you for joining us for our Friday service and I again urge you that if you can't do anything else in every prayer remember your Palestinian brothers and sisters who are undergoing immense difficulties. With the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep all of you safe and sound and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz and goodbye.